It's okay. She's just having a moment. She's all choked up by this amazing <laughs> thing. No, I don't want to clear my throat on air. That's well, gross. you. Well, yeah. We don't. Well, you don't want to hack and spit on air. <laughs> well, no. It, they teach you that in broadcast school. But anyway, <laughs> this is the small business podcast that is sweeter than all the rest: marketing, media, and cupcakes. This is episode four, and I am John, and I'm joined by my wife, Angel. How are you doing today? I'm super. We just had a holiday weekend, so we, we got away a little bit and uh, visited some friends and um, visited some places, both with media and with cupcakes, and I, I'm, a, I'm a television producer, director, filmmaker kind of guy, and my wife, uh, in addition to doing customer services, her full-time job, she also does cupcakes and has a cupcake business, and you got to visit a little cupcake shop back in my hometown uh, this week and kind of had some fun with that because you get all excited when we get to visit uh, place cupcake shops. Yes, I do. This one in particular was um, pretty exciting because she started off kind of like where I'm at in the sense of she started off selling her cupcakes kind of in just she did it out of her home. She was a, had a full-time job. She was and a teacher. Right? She was a teacher. Yeah. And I has, still haven't watched her video blog, but she had a video about how she basically went from doing this part-time um, as just kind of a, a side thing to making that decision to leap in. And now she has had a um, actual physical space for three years and is doing really well, um, selling to local restaurants, um, making their desserts, um, plus has the shop that's connected directly to a coffee shop. So it just, it's... Um, nice place. Very, very well appointed, perfect, mm-hmm. not huge, um, everything she and I got to have a 10 minute conversation, which was awesome because she was, you know, the things that I've always questioned whether or not I was doing properly. Um, the other bakeries I've gone to have usually been somebody who's classically trained or has gone to school and she's just like me. She's a home baker. I made a comment about, I said, gosh, a lot of my recipes come from Pinterest. She's like, oh, that's where mine come from too. So it it made me feel better. It's I guess the thing I, I think of this, and again, we're kind of a small business podcast, and we are not uh, multi-millionaire small business people. We are just uh, on the journey. We're uh, I've been in my small business for about 10 years. She's been doing it um, more casual, but now seriously for about two years now. And uh, and our journey here, and, and as you listen to our podcast, we're going to be having guests on in, in future episodes, and we're excited to have my friend Bill Harris on. He's going to be talking about different things with um, working with people and relationships, and we're going to have other folks on who have small businesses that we're familiar with, and talking about vision and profits and all that fun stuff too. But um, uh, but just to give you some background, one of the things I'm always amazed with small business, and I don't know if you're like this uh, since you've been getting into this. I, I I see somebody like a cupcake shop now completely different business than what I do with video production, which is basically I have a lot of expensive equipment I've purchased or I can rent, but for the most part, people are paying paying me to go do something. Um, and I know, you know, even though I deal with big numbers, sometimes when people go, oh my gosh, you know, it's $1,000 a day or $2,000 you know, for this and that, they think it's big numbers. But when you really add up the amount of time goes into a project, you know, I, it, it really is like in most businesses, I'm, I'm just like a lot of people. Cash flow is going in and coming out, and I sit back and say, where's all the money at? Um, so when I see a cupcake business and I think, 
how on earth do you make money at a dollar twenty-five a cupcake or two twenty-five a cupcake? You know, for me, okay, this project's going to be five thousand dollars. It'll take a month, but it's five thousand dollars. But I think, how do you make up? How, do how does that not throw you, or do you just get this? I honestly, it does throw me because um, when I was talking to her and looking at her price points, now she's in a small town where there this particular type of business doesn't exist. Yeah, um, they don't have a cupcake store or bakery if you will and god bless small town america because that's beautiful on every corner as we do here in columbus ohio every time you turn around somebody's opening another shop there's some other you know gotta have whatever seal oil free (laughs) cupcake business or something not necessarily that but you should think about that there's always something new and so it it makes it harder to to penetrate the market when you're somebody doing home home based and then you feel um you know is what I'm doing worth it? Because I don't have, you know, so how can I, my little angel, charge what, let's say, um, you know, a com- you know, not even a competitor, but a big, everywhere of the country, country, Gigi's Cupcakes. Yeah. How can I charge what she charges or what, how, what's fair? And then you start talking, as you and I were talking about yesterday, perceived value. Yeah. It's, you know, mine's homemade. I can tell you exactly what's in it. I don't know that you know, that that business can, they probably can, Mm -hmm. but to what degree? I don't have a staff. I don't have this and that. But then John always has to remind me, you do have costs involved, you know, outside of your ingredients, you know, there's the electricity to run the ovens, there's um, all the little things that I use to make, you know, the make them plus my time. Right. And so just because I don't have a staff of 18 or 25 people, doesn't mean that, you know, I should charge less. But at the same time, it's, The comment that I remember, one of the few things from my degree at Ohio State University is, um, yes, is um, what will the market bear? So it's, you know, what, you know, like she's charging what I was like, I can't believe she's charging that. That seems like not enough for what she had. And yet they don't have anything like that. So, you know, she can't come out and start charging like Gigi's, although maybe she could. But she's doing very well at charging well, and again, these lower prices. It, it is in in the smaller town. The I'm sure the cost of rent, the cost of insurance, the cost of things are lower than what they are in a larger city. So you know, I just think of the fa- fact that if I, I work from my home, I have no reason to work from a bit from a storefront or anything because um, I edit and then when I go shoot I typically go on location so I'm not if I need a studio I rent it so the rent the cost for me to rent a uh, an office space you know for a thousand dollars a month is is to me ridiculous and I have to pass it on to my to my clients so that that to me is part of the again perceived value we're going to talk about that is the fact that you know i i really could be cost effective but on the flip side you're also paying for me and and that's probably where we can kind of get into this whole perceived value thing uh, the first time i ever heard the word perceived value um was back when i worked with an organization about i don't know 12 13 years ago and and part of what they did as a nonprofit is they produced video video dvds and different informational things and they were typically thank you gifts to donors and uh, you know, and it was one of those things where different consultants came in and out of this place, and you know, they were sending these DVDs that we were producing that were, I think, pretty high quality, 
um, out to people, and they were just in a little white wrapper like you can buy, you know, at your office space or office space, office max. <laughs> you can see it in office space. But, you know, it, it, and it, white label t- aerial text, and that was it. And, you know, and, and they just thought this was dandy because they, they had no money invested in the packaging of it. And what they discovered when somebody came in and tried to figure out what was going wrong with everything, they said, well, the, you're not getting any return sales because people buy the DVD and they think, this is garbage. The, the video content was fine on the inside, but it was just like, you gave me this little white thing and whatever, and I gave you a donation. And they would start talking about perceived value. And that's where we decided, you know, when you looked at it, you know, everybody said, well, it's going to cost too much. He says, wait a minute, take a look at this. You know, a, a package for a DVD costs maybe 80 cents. Um, and then the printing is almost nothing. They had printing facilities. You just have to have some labor to, to put, put those things in there sometimes. Um, and so that was an important lesson I learned when I started creating my own DVDs and I've done some documentaries and I was using them as fundraisers that I wasn't just going to mail these and they were people were paying $30 for this DVD. It was a special DVD that was a fundraiser, but I didn't want them to get it in a white, you know, see-through little DVD package. I did the artwork, made it look, the DVD was printed, so it looked just like your DVD you'd get, you know, you remember DVDs, right? <laughs> uh, and Blu-rays, it had the artwork on, it had the logos on, it had all of the, you know, the little, you know, different things about the format and all that you would see in a DVD. And then it had a DVD case, and the same thing, had the artwork, it had, you know, this is a spe- it had, like, this is a special uh, edition and all those things, which it was. So, uh, and one of the things I remember when I started mailing those out, and we had pre-orders, People came back and like we were really impressed. This was like we didn't think it was going to come in all this for the price because, um, and and it, it really lent to the fact people thought I got I got a value out of this. I got something very special. And the truth to me, for the thirty dollar DVD, uh, it really only cost a dollar to do that packaging, and it didn't take a whole lot. It took a little bit of time, but it didn't take a whole lot of money to do that. So. To me, again, that's what I call perceived value. When you get it, you you pay thirty dollars for something, and it comes in a white thing, uh, with no artwork or anything, versus something that comes in a real case or a jewel case or whatever it might be. Um, I know I ordered a. Um, I have uh, these coffee mugs that look like. DSLR lenses, and um, they came, and they had little like post-it notes written, and they were handwritten by the people, like, thank you for ordering this, or whatever, and I thought, again, that's like, wow, that's nice, that's the perceived value, the fact that, you know, you took the time to write this, put it on the box, it tells me probably it's not cracked or anything, because you took the time to look at the box, or things like that, I don't know, that's, so that's perceived value, where you, you pay $15 for something, and you feel like you got a $16 product. In all reality, we didn't have to put that much money into it, but you feel like it's it's got more. So, you know, that was one of the things when Angel started her cupcake business, um, and we've got the full business. And it took us a while, like everybody does with the business. We struggle with what's the name going to be? Can we get a domain? Can we do all this kind of stuff? Um, but then creating the logos. And what was some of the things, you know, when I, we started kind of talking about this and the boxing and how you put, you know, the cupcakes are great, but there is a thing about when you give them that package, you know? Yeah. So I think again, you know, I, um, I struggled a little bit because I kept getting different opinions from different people about how they should be packaged. Mm -hmm. So there's cardboard boxes, which a lot of the places use. And then there are some that use plastic containers, 
kind of, you know, like what you would see at Giant Eagle or Meyer or whatever yeah. with, you know, the little 12 minis or the bigger ones. And I've had, you know, you know, the, the boxes seem to be a little bit more high end. It's, you know, you've got labeling and things like that. But then at the same time, the boxes don't offer you the 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 storage if you will the kind of the i don't want to say airtight but more airtight seal that keeps the product fresher so when you versus have a, being in a box so when you have the box you have like four cu- cupcakes and because there's like that little uh circle things that you put the cupcakes in there's more there's more wasted space if you will and it's got more air there for but it makes sense you would see it, it retail the clear plastic things because you you need to see them versus when you go to a cupcake shop and they're in the display case and then you pick them out like a donut and put them in the box. Um, that's probably why you, that there's a difference there. I'm assuming. Yeah, I think, and I that's a, probably a very good point that you know there's you're there take you're going to take them with you and assumably go either put them out or eat them. Um, whereas um, like the the one thing that I bought, which I just couldn't believe she was selling them for, she had a basically a sampler pack, um, 12 cupcakes, uh, two of six different flavors, which I guess these six were her most popular. They had just copious amounts of, you know, toppings and just the way it looked. And she was selling them for 12 bucks and it was literally a buck a mini. And I was blown away by how inexpensive that dozen of you know cupcakes were because something similar at a very well-known cupcake shop that has five or ten different locations here in the columbus area that same that same box would have cost twenty dollars and wouldn't have had maybe nearly this the type Mm -hmm. of design to it so i was just like Oh my gosh. So then I, of course I start questioning my own pricing and how I'm doing my minis and oh gosh, I'm not, I need to change, but that's all my own personal insecurities. But again, it was that, that plastic container allowed those cupcakes to be made and sat out and somebody could just walk in and pick it up. Whereas the display case, you're going to pick out your four dozen, you know, your, or your dozen or whatever you're doing. And the assumption is you're going to take them home and eat them. So packaging is definitely for me because I have to make my stuff ahead of time. I'm not a bakery. I can't have it sitting out. Um, so I do have to use more of the plastic than, uh, the paper, but bigger orders, I will use larger boxes simply to accommodate. And quite frankly, because I hate handing someone 10 of these little boxes, knowing Mm. they're going to get thrown away, even though they're recyclable, when I can put them all in one giant box and hand it to them. Well, so. and, and that goes to, and, and the only um, illustration I can think of is, uh, and if those of you who know me, I'm an, I'm an Apple guy. Am I happy with everything Apple's been doing in the last few years? Not as much, but it's still better than anything out there. And I, w- I was a, uh, a big fan of Steve Jobs. He had his issues, but the guy had his, he had probably uh, one of the greatest concepts with perceived value. And you see that with Apple. Um, and you go to an Apple store and it's touch and feel. The place is all about the product. Um, and, you know, you it's it's made to be touched. And then the thing that I know they talked about in, and if anybody's ever owned any kind of Apple product, regardless if it's a, you know, if it's the $20 adapter or if it's a, a, a $5,000 iMac Pro, and I, I have both. And when you, he talked about when you when you unbox any Apple product, it's like opening a a, a diamond ring. It's that he wanted that effect that you know when you open it up, it has that 
intentional design that you go, <gasps> and, and and it does that. And the boxes are are very, you know, I would say very expensive. But I'm sure if we had uh, any of the Apple team here, they say they're not really compared to the five thousand dollar computer you bought. The box cost us ten dollars or something, um, because they understood the fact that when you buy any kind of Apple product, you are paying more, and I'll, I'll go head-to-head with anybody to tell you the quality's worth it, but um, the whole point was they wanted you to feel like you weren't getting in some crappy little box. It's a good box, and you have that ah uh, moment, which I think is what you do with your cupcakes. Um, you want that, oh, it's you know it's got a logo on it like yours or somebody else's you know cupcake shop or a donut shop. You have that moment, you open that box, you go, oh my gosh. And and I do think the the plastic ones, which are great and they, they work fine, but they don't have that aha moment. And and that's one of the things I've encouraged Angel with. And it's kind of funny how we work with different businesses, but we yet we encourage each other all the time, is that you know, people are buying these. They're buying her cupcakes because they're custom, and they're they're asking, "Hey, can you do a red velvet with this and that?" Um, and and she's making these incredible tasting cupcakes. But um, it's a, it's it's the experience too. It's like, oh wow, I got this really. It's a custom cupcake. It's not something I could have bought in a store necessarily. And uh, I think that is part of what the experience is. Because we were talking about, you know, some of these graduation cakes you were making, big cakes. And it's like, um, you know, they want to have you make these cakes. And and, and both Angel and I are, are suffer from the same uh, dementia or whatever <laughs> that we believe we charge too much. It's a horrible thing for a business person to think that. But I know, and, t- and, and this is why we would love to have your comments on marketing, media, and cupcakes. Uh, if you're a small business person or you work in a creative field, and I believe she's she bakes and it's a creative field. Everything she does is creative, so it's a personal, it's a personal thing when you put a video together, or a cupcake together, and you feel like, eh, can I really charge this for this? What it, you know, there's no real expense that I had other than my time, but my time is valuable. Um, so uh, we'd love to have your comments. Right now, we're using my my email, John, J-O-H-N, at ondomedia.com, if you want to give us some comments or if you want to comment on Facebook or on our Instagram page. But we'd love to have uh, those of you who have small businesses, you're struggling with pricing, you're struggling with these things, that tell us what you've, while well, you're dealing with things, and we can also encourage you as well. But, um, you know, the, the perceived value of the packaging, I think, is very important. And if you're somebody who's like, I don't, I don't want to spend an additional such and such. Well, again, it, it, I, and I've, if you watch any of the main shows, like uh, where we've watched Bar Rescue many times, he talks about perceived value, John Taffer, all the time. It's like, if you do this, you can char- you put this plate, you, you put it on a bigger plate, even though it's the same sandwich. If you put it on a bigger plate, it feels like it's a bigger meal. Therefore, you can charge $10 more. And you think, that's crazy, but it's true because we do that all the time. When we go out to eat, we, we see, oh, look at this big plate. It must be more expensive. And that's perceived value. So don't cut that short if you're somebody in a business right now and you're thinking, I'm really having a struggle making my money then maybe investing a little bit more in the packaging and and if the product is good if your product sucks that's a whole nother issue but i am trusting your product is good um the packaging can make a difference with this um so and so we did the logos you put your proudly put your logos on all your stuff and and uh, it looks good and people you can tell they don't feel like they're buying from a home bakery they feel like they're buying from a specialty 
Yes, they place. do. I um, had made a couple of my own T-shirts with the help of John um, to have for an event that I did back in April, and I've wear them out. And I've had a few people um, that have had the courage to ask. They're like, "Is that is that yours, or is that a place?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Oh, this is my business, but I work out of my home." And they're like, "Oh, that's really cool." do you have a card? And so, and even John, you know, has made special cards for me so that they're a little unique um, so that people kind of remember them. I mean, again, have I made, have I gone out there and tried to push this that hard? No. So I haven't gotten um, a ton of business from these things, but at the same time, you know, it's, the business is there. I have, you know, I didn't think I was going to have any orders in July. And then a friend of mine reached out um, who I did a cake for now. I think it's been at least four years ago. And she wants a, a new cake. And, you know, my prices, I'm, I'm getting a little better at pricing yeah. and knowing what she's asking for and the amount of time it's going to take. I had to give her that, you know, realistic price. And she was asking about, okay, well, is there a cheaper option or whatever? And I was kind of like, well, I can do this or that. And basically she came back. She's like, you know what? She's like, let's just go with this. It's, you know, we don't do it too often. And we haven't bought a cake since we got the one you you did the last time, which made me feel really yeah. good. But, you know, that's where my, I have to stand firm. This is my time and the amount of effort that it's going to take to make the product that I want to present right. is going to be worth every dime and probably a little more than what I'm charging for. And again, it's the it's the experience. And, I, and, and the thing I, I encourage those of you who are listening and maybe, again, you're struggling with uh, pricing and, and you have, uh, you know, whatever it is, I, I hope you enjoy doing it and I hope you realize that's a gift that you have in your life. And so when somebody, you know, in the case of angels with the cup, with her cupcakes, when they open that box and they go, oh my gosh, look at this. And it's a special birthday cake for their kid or something else. And they realize I, they spent maybe a little bit more. I don't think that much more, but to get a custom cake, that, that moment is what they pay for. The cake's going to be good, but that moment they get. So whatever it is you're making, if maybe you're a craftsman and you're doing chairs or furniture or you're a photographer, and obviously you think, well, you know, the the pictures I took of your wedding are no different than the pictures I take of something else, but it's that that moment you captured, you took the time, you photoshopped, that aha moment is what they're paying for. And let's face it, we all, you put yourself in anybody else's shoes, that aha moment when somebody hands you the keys to your new car or something like that, you go, I'm really glad I paid for this because I got a great experience out of this. Um, so we really do pay for experiences. Um, one other quick thing I'm going to mention on this because in our remaining moments is um, the perceived value of your packaging is important. So, you know, don't skimp on that. Make I really believe that you, you put some investment in that. But also the perceived value of the packaging, and this is where media, marketing media and cupcakes kind of wraps up in the one nice little package here, literally, um, is the marketing you do for yourself and the media you do for yourself online. Now, I'll, I'll just quickly run through, uh, you know, I had 35 years of experience when I started my own business. But, you know, now Ondo Media launches and who the heck are you you're one of a million people a lot of college kids are in the market Um, so one of the things i did very early in with one of my first projects i produced and it was actually a project i did for free because i wanted to have something of significance to put on as a demo and on my websites and so forth that was 100 percent ondo media Um, i submitted it for what's called a telly award 
it's a good award. It's not it's not an Oscar. It's not an Emmy, but it's a very nice, prestigious award. I put it in multiple categories. I had to pay a few hundred bucks to get the entrance, and I had to pay a couple hundred bucks to get the the actual award when I actually received it. But one of the big things I wanted to be able to do is say, Ando Media has put out a press release. Ando Media has received a Telly Award for such and such project. And then later on, a few years later, I asked, then moved on to submitting them for Emmys, which I had been in Emmys before, but I hadn't had a... The Emmys are kind of a very specific kind of a uh, thing you have to submit for with television. So, But I did, and then I received my first first regional Emmy in 2013, and I've since received three more. Um you might say, well, that's really great, John. They recognized you, but I'll just be very direct with everybody. I submitted those for one big purpose. I wanted to be able to say we are an Emmy, an Emmy-winning organization because I know my clients like going back to their bosses. Well, who's this Ando Media you hired for our project? They've won three Emmys. They've won four Emmys. They've won a Telly Award. That's a huge difference than... He he's a guy who works out of his basement, um, so it's it's it, and really it is about perceived value. So a lot of people in the, and it's, it's the same thing in Hollywood. Why does George Clooney get more money? He has well, he has Oscars. Yes, perceived value. What does that mean? Absolutely nothing because you can put him in any crappy movie you want. But it's the perceived value he's an Oscar winner or he's an Emmy winner or whatever it is. Yep. So um, so for those of you, might say, well, how does this apply to me? Well, I've told Angel a few times, we need to figure out what um, contests or whatever we can get her cupcakes in so she can be a top 25. Now, I don't think she necessarily needs that, but it is nice to toot your horn and say she won uh, Best Tasting Cupcake out of such and such, or best red velvet, or whatever it is. Uh, likewise, if you have an opportunity, with, if you've got a food truck, or if you're a photographer, if you could submit for any kind of award, um, it just, again, gives the perceived value. You know you're good, but your clients don't know you're good. So this is a way for them to say, well, uh, and and let's face it, we all have thousands of people doing competition with us. We have young people and older people, people who maybe are more experienced. So what sets you apart? Well, the perceived value is... Oh hey, I won this food truck award last year, or I, uh, you know, my company's been in Columbus Business First Top 25 AV companies. Now we don't have the highest rating; we're not number one, but we're in the top 25. So I throw that out there. So when people are thinking, well, I could go with Joe Schmo here, um, who has nice stuff, looks just like me. He may even be cheaper than me, but I can go with Ando Media, who I know has four Emmys five tellies and all these kind of things that makes a difference so um so perceived value works in two ways uh, my kind of summary here is uh for your products how you package it perceived value is important you can ask for more money if you do it properly and second perceived value is important in your own marketing how you package yourself um get awards get recommendations on your website those are huge um Anybody who can endorse you, uh, if you've got the mayor of your town loves your cupcakes and he's allowed to endorse you, you know, these are great cupcakes. We used them in our business meeting last week. That's nice. Anything works where you're, because people, let's face it, people want to be part of a winner. And that's the reason... Um, you know, I think it's it's just important for you to to look like a winner. You are a winner. You may not think you are. I know I struggle with it all the time. <laughs> we're we're very insecure people when you're creative, but you are a winner. So show people that, and people will be drawn to that. So any any closing thoughts here as we're getting ready to kind of wrap things up? 
No, I can't think of anything. I think you said it all. So it's marketing, media, and cupcakes. This is our fourth podcast. So if you're just getting on on the on board with us, we're so glad to have you. Please share it with other people. We are on all the platforms now, and uh, we're so glad to have you joining us. And we would love to have your comments, your questions. We've got some upcoming episodes with some gre- some guests as we kind of break out and start talking about more topics and more things. But we hope we're we're an encouragement to you first of all with your small business, um, and we want you to keep uh, succeeding and realizing that uh, life is short, so make the most of it. And uh, thanks so much for joining us on Marketing, Media, and Cupcakes. Connect with John and Angel via Facebook and Instagram and let us know your thoughts. Marketing, Media, and Cupcakes is a production of Ondo Media.